You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biz Babes with Soul. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to finally have my friend Linda West here. So Linda is an author, a speaker, and she is an accountability coach. And I know that she's awesome because I've worked with her personally, and you guys are going to love meeting Linda. She and I actually met back in November at a conference where I was speaking, and I just knew I had to be her friend. So (laughs) welcome, Linda. Thank you so much, Melody, for having me. It's exciting like how much uh, relationships can foster and bloom, right, if you put some energy and effort into them. It's true. I'm all, you know, I'm all about those relationships and connections. So mm-hmm. when I find somebody I love, I just, I stalk them a little bit and I'm like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> just watch me single white female. That was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. Uh, well, well, thank you so much for having me on the show, first of all. And, you know, I, I love sharing part of my story. I actually love sharing all of my story, but we don't have enough time for that, you know? <laughs> so, you know, like my story starts a long, long time ago. I'm, I'm almost 56 years old. Whoop, whoop. And uh, you know, I was born into a family uh, that was very dysfunctional. My father was a volatile alcoholic and he was extremely abusive. And, you know, I, I don't share that to like, oh, well, it was me or anything. But I think that there are so many people that grow up in that same kind of environment, one way, shape, or form, whether it's physical abuse or or verbal and mental abuse, that, you know, a lot of times what happens is to us that we we believe the things that we heard in those environments. And I was one of those. So when I, you know, fast, fast forward, you know, I, I ended up marrying somebody just like my dad. And he, I was with him for only two years. We had two babies. And when my daughter was four weeks old and my son was uh, 14 months old, I put a diaper bag over one shoulder, a purse over the other shoulder, and I walked out and I was like, I'm out of here. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, I I just made that that decision, like, I'm not going to live my mom's life because I saw that I was headed that way if I kept down that path. So I made that decision and I walked off. And Fortunately, about three years later, I ended up meeting a man that became the love of my life. And we've been together ever since. It's been 30 years. And he's just absolutely incredible. And I'm really fortunate to have someone like him who watches my ups and downs and he supports me throughout all the things that I want to do. And I do know how blessed and you know I am to have that. Um, but it was it wasn't until I was 51 years old though that I realized that. I wasn't living my life for me. I had become a people pleaser because, yeah, yeah, because, you know, all the fear that I had grown up with with my dad and then my first husband, all of that, my first 21 years of my life was so embedded in my mind and my heart that I didn't believe that there was something else for me. Like I just was like going through life at like a robot kind of, you know, like making sure everybody was happy because if people weren't happy that somebody was going to get hurt. And that's 
what growing up in that environment did for me, you know, I don't want to say to me, but did for me is made me see that, um, that you know, life doesn't have to be that way, but we choose. And I made a choice to live the life, my life the way I had. So at 51, I hired a life coach and <laughs> it's like, well, what is this life all about? Like, I'm just going every day doing stuff and it's just not exciting. And, and I was like, what is, what is my purpose here on this planet? So I hired a life coach to help me figure it out. And uh, it was one of the smartest moves I had ever made, you know, as far as self-development. Because then I went on a path of self-discovery, learning who Linda is, what value I have, what purpose I have here on this planet. And then I started living in that purpose, like living on purpose. That's and that's amazing. what I got. Yeah. It's been an amazing journey for sure. And it's not over. Yeah. It's not over. That, so I take that last breath. <laughs> that's so inspiring. I relate so much to that because mm. I mean, as you know, like I have been, I mean, I wasn't abused or anything like that, but I have been through a journey of just people pleasing and wanting mm. to make everybody happy and not have confrontation. And, yep. you know, and I, I never have asked myself what I want, what makes me happy. It's just like, what does everybody else want? So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm kind of in that process of discovering who I am and what I like and kind of going back to things that I loved as a child and going, oh, I shouldn't have like put that in another bucket, so to speak. I should have mm-hmm. been encomp- encompassing that my whole life. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really interesting uh thing to hear and I hope that you guys listening feel that too and that you feel brave enough to try that as well yeah and you know I'd love to give um, your listeners an exercise that my life coach had me do that really was like this exercise put me on a totally different path and and it was to think or I write down every time you're doing something that you absolutely love doing or if you're remembering something that you used to love doing that you're not doing anymore, write that thing down. And so I took about two weeks to like, just really think about, Oh, I have this feeling. I love this thing. I'm going to write it down. So it might've been something like, like I love petting my dogs. I mean, it's so soothing just to pet my dogs. And so that was one thing I wrote on my list. Um, You know, maybe on my list was like, I love organizing events. I'm one of those crazy people who absolutely loves bringing people together and having that that just craziness that happens with, you know, putting on events. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. And so I wrote that down, putting on events. So I made this list and my list had about 30 things on it. And my life coach, she's like, that's a pretty good long list. I'm like, yeah, that's my list, you know? And then I took it one step further. And what what I decided to do was to, for five minutes every day, I would do one of those things on my list. So it's either, either something I had already been doing or something, maybe I haven't done it in 20, 30 years, you know? And I would spend five minutes doing that thing, whatever I chose that day. And then I did that for a week. And then the next week I upped it to 10 minutes and then 15 minutes. So it incremented up five minutes per week until like now I would say that of my wake during my waking hours of my day, I spend about 85 to 90% of my days doing things that I absolutely love doing. Wow. When you do that, how can life be bad? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I don't think 
Most people can say that. I honestly don't think so. It took a lot of effort. And you know what ended up happening, Melody? This is what was so cool about it. And I didn't really recognize it until like maybe six months later, I looked back and I said, wow, this change that has happened. What ended up happening is those negative people that had been in my life, you know, I had so many negative people in my life that they started just kind of like sloughing off. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from Jane in like six months. And she used to call me and complain once a week, you know? Mm. But I stopped hearing from those people who were the negative influences of my life because I was changing. I was becoming a positive, happy person, living this life of like, I just love life. And those other people just kind of started disappearing from my life. And what ended up happening also is I started attracting these people who were positive and uplifting and fun and really wanting to make positive impact on the planet. And that's by, by being around them helped me to even be happier. You know, so it's kind of like that cycle, right? So it's really just literally changed my entire life. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So how did you turn this self-awareness into a business? Yes. Actually, I spent uh, the last four and a half years doing that. Um, When I hired my life coach, it was August of 2014. And then by November 2014, I had worked with her for five months and I came to this realization. You know, I had been in the corporate world for 36 years. I had had 49 jobs. And um, by working with my life coach, I came to this realization that really I'm not a very good employee because like I've had 49 jobs. I get bored, you know, easily. Mm. I need to do something different with my life. And I realized I was driving myself to what I called, you know, my own personal prison that I built for myself because I by that time, I had been working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I had had the highest job you could have in the entire state of California in the legal field, working for the number two judge in the entire uh, circuit, which is uh, like five states. So I had worked myself up to the top position, number two, in the entire state. And I hated it. Mm. I absolutely hated it because it was so boring. And it just wasn't me. I couldn't um, use my intellect as much as I wanted to, right? I couldn't use my creativity at all. That job was, there was zero creativity in that job. So I was driving to work one day and I realized that when I get to work, I'm going to turn in my two week notice. I'm going to quit. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I did. And then I got home from work and I told my husband, like, I didn't even tell my husband (laughs) because I had this, like, I had this thought on my way to work and I'm like, nothing's going to stop me. And so I got home and I told him, I said, Hey, I I turned in my two week notice today. You know, I'm leaving my job and we're going to sell our house and we're going to follow my dream and passion of helping people. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Was he like, okay, sure, honey. Or was he on board? (laughs) Well, first, the first reaction was I get it about the job. You know, you've had 49 jobs. You know, I totally get it. That's no big deal but we're not selling the house. And I said, you don't understand. God told me what to do. And we have to sell this house in order for me to do that. So I'm selling the house with or without you. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it was, it was such a crazy time because, you know, I love my husband dearly, but I had, I, I felt like I had been shown my path and I had to follow that path. 
And you know, my purpose here on this planet was not to push people, paper around, you know, for lawyers and stuff. And so my, when I told my husband that, he said, okay, let's do it. You're going to be amazing. And I'm with you all the way. And so he literally just got with me and we sold the house in three weeks. Whoa. Talk about yeah. a divine like, yes. <laughs> situation. That's crazy. Yeah. I know it's, it is like, cause I, I'm a, I'm not like really a spiritual, spiritual person, but I'm, I'm always trying to be aware of what's going on and, and see if I can figure out how it relates to me as me being a, a bigger, better person here while I'm here on this planet. And so when that happened, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm being, I'm being guided. I am being guided and I have to follow that path. And so I literally did it. I jumped, leaped and without a net, not having any idea what I was going to do. And, um, which I don't recommend that to people, but you know, (laughs) I was like, I was, I just felt so like I was so guided that I had to do it. There was no question for me. I think the best decisions are ones that you don't overthink. You really don't. Yeah. Because you know somewhere deep down in your heart and in your your soul that you're supposed to do that. That's how I felt with mm-hmm. this podcast. I'd been on podcasts, but I just had the idea in the shower and I thought, I'm going to do a podcast to, to empower uh-huh. women. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It's and so cool. I just found out like 30 plus countries, women in 30 plus countries listen to the show. Wow. That's Which awesome. Is insane to me. And it literally was just an idea that I said, okay, sure. I'm going to do that. That's cool. Well, I don't, do you know the story of John Lee Dumas who does podcasts? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So just for those listeners who don't know, like he started doing podcasts because he found that there weren't enough podcasts out there. This was way back, you know, quite a long time ago. And so he decided I'm going to do a podcast every day. So he did a podcast every single day for a couple of years. And boy, did that skyrocket you know, his, his business. And it's, it's amazing what can happen if you will put those two feet forward, you know, and just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. That's difficult. I mean, it it can be really difficult for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what helps you to keep going when you encounter those obstacles? Well, um, it, it, what is interesting is ever since I took that leap of faith, you know, a little over four years ago, I've had a lot of stumbling blocks. Like, for example, the first thing I did, I put on a big event and I lost seven, seventy thousand dollars, seven zero thousand dollars. Yeah. Do you think I had to answer to my husband for that one? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I said, but but look how much I learned. I learned this. I learned that. I learned this and that. And 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 I was like, I'm gonna keep going. I just got to keep going. And so, what's been interesting is since I discovered my purpose you know, here on, while I'm here on this earth, that I never feel like anything is a mistake or a failure. I look at them as lessons, what I've learned. And so I don't wallow in it. I just say, thank you for that gift of the education that I just learned and look how I can keep moving forward. And that's what I think really helps me stay on track in this last four and a half years um, my faith has been so strong that I know I'm going to be taken care of. Me and my husband, like, I know we're going to be taken care of. I know that what I'm doing is the right thing. I know with conviction that this is the right path for me. And so because of that, that's that strength of my faith that I don't feel like I'm 
faltering. I don't feel like anything's getting me down. It's kind of, it's new for me. It's so new to be like this because I never had this kind of faith before. But as once I made that decision and that decision to, to leave that job and to move forward and to help people in my life, everything changed. Wow. Yeah, that, that can be so difficult, but it is really weird that, not weird, but it's cool that the universe or God or whatever you guys believe, it does always seem to show up right Mm. when you need it. Like even, you know, this week I've been having a really hard time and I was just journaling about what I wanted my life to look like. And then, and I hadn't checked my email or anything yet. And in my email were four potential clients, Mm. um, a job interview, like just all these things. And I was like, okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you universe. So you just got to keep going and you've got to just ask for what you want and believe that it's coming. Yeah, and you have to say you have to be very specific too. I remember um, I attended an event a couple of weeks ago with Jack Canfield. He's one of the co-authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul yeah. books, and he said you have to be very specific with your ask. You can't say I want more because if you say I want more, like, I want more money, for example, shoot, you might find a penny on the ground. There's your more money, <laughs> right? So if you're like I want to be a millionaire, you have to like state the number of millions. Don't just say a millionaire because what if it's just one million? I say just, you know, but there's so much more out there. There's so much abundance in this world. And if we ask for specifically what we want, most likely we'll get it because as long as we're open to receiving it, that's the hardest part. I think for me is I, it took me a couple of years to be open to receiving that, which I'm asking for. Yeah, that is super difficult. I feel like I still have problems with that too. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, just ask, just act as if, and in my mind, even when I'm like, okay, I want to make a million dollars. I I can't conceptualize that. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to actually make that. Like the, all the objections come, come into my mind. Yeah. So it's hard to be like, yes, this is absolutely happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's some people like fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that because I believe that when we're faking it, that our our brain actually knows and our heart actually knows that we're faking it. And so it's not like you're going to make it just because you're faking it. But Mm -hmm. I I believe that you do need to believe that it is you. So I'll share a a really quick story of something that happened to me last year that was absolutely incredible, the shift. Like I'm talking about the shift that happened in my, my mind and it was instant. And so I have done, I've done a lot of interviews. I've, you know, interviewed a couple hundred people on shows and I've done like almost, almost 3000 live videos. So I have a lot of experience. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun. I love it. You know, that's why I do so many because I absolutely love it. Cause remember I'm doing the things I love doing and (laughs) yeah. So it's, so I spent a lot of hours doing live videos and stuff, but last year I had an opportunity. I saw an opportunity, I should say, and I like to say, see the opportunity and seize the opportunity. So I saw this potential opportunity of me being able to interview stars on the red carpet at the Academy Awards after party. And I looked at it and I thought first, I thought, uh, they'll say no. But then I thought, wait a minute, I'm just going to ask. So I reached out to the organizer of the event and I said, hey, I'd like to do a red carpet interviewing. Can I, can I come as the live video correspondent? And they sent me an email back and it said, yes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on the red carpet. This is something I never imagined. I'm going to be interviewing. 
stars. Like it never was an idea in my mind except that one moment when I reached out. So what ended up happening though is um, I ended up getting on that red carpet. I ended up bringing a videographer with me instead of just doing live videos. And the first star came through. I don't remember who it was, but the first star came through. I did that interview and it was done. And it was in that exact moment, that exact moment that like literally within three minutes of me conducting that first interview, having that little bit of fear, like, how am I going to do this? This is awesome, but how am I going to do it? I did the interview. And then three minutes later, I was like, this is my place. This is where I belong. And I said, from now on, I expect to be on red carpets. So to go from that shift of I'm scared to ask to this is what I expect, it had become my new comfort zone. It had become part of me. So when we're talking about acting as if, I never in that that timeline acted as if I was there, but I got there, I showed up as me, I acted as me, and then when I acted as me, I became a new person. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I'll be on the red carpet this year interviewing stars. I'm so excited. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, and, you know, well, and that's to share, just to share that, um, like, I'm not, like, none of this stuff is to brag or anything, right? It's just to share that it's possible for all of us. I came from an abusive alcoholic household, like many of us did. I came from abuse, many of us did. I had um, 51 years of, like, beating myself up in my mind, you know, for, like, how ignorant and stupid I was. Like that's, I beat myself up. So at 51 years old, I made a decision to change my life. And I started changing my life a little bit at a time. And you just chip away a little bit at a time. It's not going to happen instantly. It's taken me four years to be able to get there and say, I want to be on the red carpet. Yeah. So now that you've reached some of those places you never thought you would get to, what does success look like for you now? Well, you know, success to me, it's an interesting topic because I truly believe that I'm successful because every day I wake up and I love living. I love the fact that I'm doing things that I love doing. You know, I wake up in the morning I'm, I'm where we live. My husband and I live in a place where when I open up the door, there's a lot of mountains around us. And I love seeing that every morning. I love waking up. You know, I have our, our dogs. I, get, you know, I love petting pet petting dogs, right? So I love just like waking up and being able to pet them. To me, success is living your life to your fullest, not comparing your life to other people's. Success isn't money to me. Of course, as Les Brown says, you know, people say money won't buy you happiness, but we sure as heck do want to find out for ourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that saying. And it's true. Like I, I want to be successful financially to the point where I have so much money like Bill Gates, right? It's just flowing in so much that I cannot possibly get rid of it all mm-hmm. because, but I am getting rid of it. I'm sharing it. And, you know, so to me, success is just being able to help people because that's what I love doing. And it's part of my living my life, doing the things I love doing. If I could spend, you know, 90% of every single day loving what I'm doing, then to me, that's success. Mm, I think, that's the best de- definition I've heard so far. So I've, oh, I've been you. trying to ask everybody because I think it's a really interesting question. Because mm-hmm. some people say, you know, it's all about the money, but I think you have it right. Like it's just, you want to be happy in your life and you want to do things that make you happy and feel that happiness every day. And I think you're being a good steward of that. Mm, thank you. Yeah. It's It's been important to me to, 
uh, to live my life that way because I had so many years of being unhappy. And um, even though I, I married my husband when I was, you know, I got together with him when I was 25, I still didn't know how to be happy because I had had so many years of not happy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I had to, I had to learn for myself what being happy was for me and then living that. And my husband's had to make some adjustments, you know, because I was not happy before and now I'm a totally different person and he's been adjusting along with me. You know, it's going to be kind of cool. That's yeah. really cool. So tell everybody a little bit about your mastermind program. Of course I know about it cause I've been in it, <laughs> but yes. for any of you ladies that are listening who really want a group that's all about accountability and really helping you be a better person and a better business owner, Linda's mastermind is it. It's I've been in several masterminds and hers is the best one I've hmm. been in before. Thank you. And I appreciate that because I've been in a lot of masterminds too. In the last, you know, four and a half years, I've spent over $160,000 in personal development, which included masterminds, coaches, you know, attending seminars, webinars, three-day events, five-day events, 10-day events. Like I've spent a lot of money on educating myself, um, my self-development, as well as my business development. And what I found in the masterminds that was missing was true, 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 honest to goodness, accountability. Mm-hmm. I love masterminding because we get a, an opportunity to learn from other people um, who have, hopefully they have experienced what we're going through so that they can tell us, don't do this because it's going to waste your time. Do this instead, because this is what I did and it worked. I'm going to show you how to do it. That's the beauty of the mastermind. But then what happens after we leave a mastermind meeting? Oftentimes, this happened in, in all the mastermind programs I belonged in, except for mine. And that's why I created it, is that we would all say, okay, I'm going to do this or you know, I'm going to do this or that or whatever. Come back the following week, say, did you get it done? And nine times out of 10, people are like, no, I didn't get it done. And that's because they didn't have the element that I added, which is what I call upfront accountability. You come in, you say what you're going to get done. And for three hours, you sit there on a call with me. It's a group call and you actually work and get it done. At the end of the three hours, we come back and I say, did you get it done? And now nine times out of 10, you're saying yes. And it's totally uh, changed the way I, I believe, you know, totally changed the way people work because one of my clients, she was um, on our mastermind call and her husband kept walking in to interrupt her and she kept saying, go away. I got to work because Linda's going to check back in on me. I got to make sure I get this done. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're right though. That's the piece that is missing from so mm-hmm. many programs and masterminds is the implementation. We all get all this information and then we don't do anything with it. Yeah. Well, imagine going to, um, let's say you went to a, a a three-day event, because I know that I met you at a three-day event. Mm -hmm. So we went to this three-day event. We're sitting there. We're taking amazing, like copious notes. And then we walk away and we have a notebook, like half of the notebook is full with amazing notes, calls to action, things we need to do so that we can grow our business, all these amazing things. And then we go home and then we lose the momentum. Well, what if you belong to a program that when you got home, you could say, hey, I just attended this conference and these are the things that I want to implement. And then somebody is actually holding you accountable to get those things done so that you can grow your business and you don't get into complacency like you've had before. And then you actually move into action. What if you had that and it was there for you at every, you know, every week? It's Mm -hmm. so amazing. So amazing. It really is. 
So if you guys are really looking for something to help you not only get stuff done, but feel this sisterhood of just amazing women, this is the group for you. That 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, It's been really amazing. Um, it's called the Next Level Experiential Mastermind. And um, can I share the link to it? Yeah, please do. And I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Yes, it's NLE, which stands for Next Level Experiential Mastermind. So nlemastermind.com. And it really is an amazing program. And I have I have goals too, you know. And so my goal, you're going to be like, what? My goal with this group is to grow it to 2022 women by the year 2022. <laughs> That's awesome. I love the yeah. The number alliteration. That's great. Yeah. And by 2-22-22. So February 22nd, 2022, 2022 women. That's awesome. And if anybody can do it, you can, Linda. I totally I will. I, I have faith. That's the thing. It's like I my faith is like unwavering and I know that this is going to happen. And, you know, that's the thing is you asked that question earlier, right? If you have full faith in what you're doing, if you have full faith in what you're doing, you can't fail. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's so well, crazy. Amazing. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad I finally got to get you on here. Yay! So you guys go check out Linda, go join the mastermind, come have some fun with us. And yeah, thank you again for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And hey, just let's give them a discount. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. I have to create the discount code, but to receive 50% off. So it's normally a $500 a month program. But if you're watching or listening to this um, podcast you know, at any time, go ahead and enter the code Spencer, S-P-E. Ooh. Let me write this down. S-P-E-N. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it until just this moment. So S-P-E-N-C-E-R at the checkout and all lowercase, no capital S all lowercase, and you'll receive a 50% discount. And that's thanks to Melody. Yay. Come join us. It's fun. <laughs> yes, please, please join us. Cool. Well, thank you again for being here. And I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. And so until next time, we'll see you. Thank Bye. you, Melody. You guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.